right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Byrne. I am Willie B. Appreciate your time. We are fired up. It's presented by our friends at carparts.com. I'm telling you, this is so easy to get car parts dropped right to your front door, back door, your garage door, your shop door. And the best thing is, you're choosing the parts, not somebody busy texting his girlfriend uh, on the other side of a counter at your local parts store. You know how it is, Bird. You know how it is. You got to love it. You got to love it. And today, you got to love it because, man, we have the coolest, the absolute coolest guest on it's going to be so much fun, man. Uh, a good friend of mine, you know, I know you guys have, have uh, gotten to hang out many times now, so I think you guys yeah. are brewing this awesome relationship, and man, it's going to be so much fun to go back in time a little bit with this person, look forward what's going on today and the next steps, uh, and just talk cars, man. This is going to be a blast. You're going to tell us who it is, man? You're just going to give us that ultimate teaser and not not let the cat out the bag. Come on. Not till the very end of the show. Oh, you, At the you, very end of the show, I'll tell you who it was that we were talking oh, to. Oh, man. Uh, it's, it's funny, man, because when you look at how we all got into hot rodding, right, how we all started with that fascination of cars, that love of the automobile, and, you know, for a lot of us, it was a V8. It may have been something different or weird, uh, you know, depending on, you know, probably your parents. Did, uh, it, it was weird for you. You were the few guys. I really recall that, you know, was your dad wasn't necessarily into it. You just got into hot rods kind of how. Because for me, my first memory in life was watching my dad blast down the strip with, you know, in a quarter mile at Clay City Drag Strip in Kentucky in a 57 Chevy. You know, that's my very first memory in life. Oh, man, I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, I had I had zero, 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 zero car influence. Uh, so it's purely me just being the black swan or the black duck or whatever it is of the family and going, I'm into that, and that's where I'm going, you know? Like, yeah. my parents looking at me like 15, 16, got my first car, and tore it all apart, you know, with no influence. No one to explain how it goes right, back right, together. Right. I got Chilton's manuals, and I'm looking at Hot Rod magazines, and they're like, what is this kid doing? So, yeah, that was yeah. my that was my start in it. But our guest today, her dad was 27-time SCCA champion. I say he's pretty good, man. I don't even know how you win something 27 times. How do you do that? Like, I, I bet he tried to win 37 times or 47 times. You know, that that's how you win 27 <laughs> times. Uh, <laughs> the winner has lost more than the losers ever tried. Because my, my try to win anything one time, yeah, my try to win anything one time hasn't worked. So I need to start at 37, and maybe I'll get to 27. Do you remember back in the day, man, um, do you ever have field day when you went to uh, elementary school? Uh, oh, field day was awesome. Yeah, man, and you would go, okay, this this year in a thousand yard, you know, race. I'm gonna I'm gonna train. I'm gonna get good. I'm gonna do better than I did, you know, last year. And 
you train like three days before field day <laughs> uh, and then realize that, you know, you get gassed by about half <laughs> half through the, the thousand yards. You'd be like, I might have trained or should have trained a little harder. <laughs> uh, when your dad is that good uh, and has that, you know, luxury and that pedigree, man, dude, it's a, a bet a blessing and a curse. And when we speak with Courtney Hansen coming up next, you're going to find out. Uh, it is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we're back with Courtney. Yeah. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. I'm telling you guys, I use them. I really encourage you to as well because it takes the equation of the dumb dumb behind the counter. Now, I don't mean that as bad as it sounds, but you and I both know. That we have been, you know, that victim. That circumstance happens more often than not. You always get the wrong part at a part store. This way, you're ordering it. You're you're picking it. It's the smarter way to shop, right? And we're doing it all the time in everything we do in these days, right? You you just open the app, boop boop boop. You hit the button, and there it is. It shows up. It's what you ordered. It's what you want, and you got 90 days to send it back. That is awesome. Yeah, man. Carparts.com. Easy to navigate. Uh, really recommend you go check it out today. And I'm I'm fired up, man. We got a cool guest. We've uh we've got a lot of memories. You more than me, but already, man. And a few times, uh, you know, we went rodeo riding together. Uh, this this girl straight kicks butt, man. She is a, a blast. We're thrilled to have Courtney Courtney Hanson on with us. And uh, Courtney, hey, welcome back, girl. Thanks so much for your time uh, and for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is really cool. I'm at my I'm at my mom's house right now, and um, my daughter just came. Oh, look at your daughter! Yeah. Oh man, look at that little sunshine. It's Holland, and she's getting re- ready to go play soccer. I'll see you at the soccer field. Okay. What a what a beauty! Just like the mom, man. Didn't fall. Apple didn't fall far from that tree. She's the coolest. We have so much fun. Yeah, she's got to be what seven by now. She's gonna be seven in July. I can't believe wow. it, Bird. I mean, do you remember like we were kids on Overholland? And all these years later, like, we have kids of our own. It's crazy. I know. So you got seven. I got a four. Willie's got a what? A two and a one? I have a two, a two year old and, uh, oh God, a nine month old. And I got to tell you, man, it is insane. It is (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You'll be breaking through soon. Not, not quite soon, but soon ish. (laughs) Hey, my two year old's driving right now. She's literally understands getting a little battery operated car. She can roll, man. She's straight felon. She'll turn up the stereo in it. She'll parallel park. Not even turn the stereo down. I'm like, she might as well go to jail at three. Um, well, look, Courtney, I hey, I, I got to ask you, you know, the lineage, you know, you with your daughter just now kind of made me think when I was, you know, sort of intro in the podcast and who he had a huge influence for you had to be your dad. And it had to be so cool for you to watch your dad be triumphant in uh, such a competitor like did you ever sit back and think about your dad as the warrior that you probably now realize he he was and is when you win 27 championships? Like, whoa. Yeah. He, I mean, he's he's my hero, and he's cer- certainly a huge inspiration in my life. And he's he's taught me, obviously, so much, but we've always been extremely close. Watching him, you know, through the years, I always thought he was a badass. And um, now I look back, and I, I really appreciate it, you, you know, obviously so much more. Um, and I just, I, I now I, like, really understand what he accomplished. And by the way, you guys were talking about the way that he was able to, to win 27 national championships is because he would race three different classes of cars in the same weekend and win in all of them. 
I thought you were gonna say you just cheated because I was about to take notes. I'm like, I can do this. Well, so he would be he was accused of it, obviously, because everybody was pissed off that he was winning all the time. And so there was a story where he actually said to a, a, to a, another driver, um, "If you think I'm cheating, how about this? You take my car, I'll take your car, and um, and let, let's race." And you raced and beat him. So. Oh really? Is yeah. that a real story? Like yes. he really That's drove real that guy's story. car? Yes, he drove he drove wow. the guy's car and the guy's his car, and my dad won. Of course, he so, put like uh, something behind the <laughs> throttle pedal so it wouldn't go down <laughs> all the way. But you know, well, you know, it's, it's what I was saying. If to win twenty-seven championships, you probably need to uh, need to attempt forty-seven, fifty-seven, sixty-seven. You know, that guy obviously was a competitor. When I, you know, I raced pro motocross here, and I'd sign up in three or four different classes. You know, to get that pro license. That's what that's what you got to do when uh, when it's such a you know fierce field of competition and. You know, all the cars are engineered yes. and designed the same. And, you know, it's uh, it's quite a, it says quite a lot about your dad and just the competitiveness to which which he brought towards, you know, to the table and racing. It's pretty badass. So were you like most of us, though, like around our dads? Uh, my dad was handy. You know, we worked around the house. He just wasn't into cars. But, you know, were you the one getting the tools and things like that, helping dad out when he was prepping or at the track? Were you spent a lot of time in the pits? Yeah, you guys owned a racetrack too, right? We did. We we owned a raceway in Minnesota, um, Brainerd International Raceway, and so I grew up a pit kid. I was constantly hanging in the garages, watching the mechanics at work, for sure, helping my dad, and and learning a lot. And um, I was a tomboy, and my sister was too, and we have an older brother. And and the track was our life. I mean, it was it was certainly our entire summer. You know, it was hard to follow my dad around during the school year, but summers were just like full bore racing, whether we were at BIR or other racetracks throughout the Midwest or road Atlanta. Hey, if you grew up like that, then you know, there's only two seasons. There's race season and not racing season. <laughs> exactly. Linda yeah. Vaughn always says, we'll see you after the racing season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So obviously with, with such a passion for that growing up around that, um, you know, you kind of knew, a little bit of your your destiny, probably uh, as you were a kid, and and getting such a a rich bloodline, uh, you had to look around and go, well, you know, I could probably do that. I can compete, and you know, I'm a girl. That probably brought a lot of attention as well. So, how was that throughout your teenage years? Because we had one girl in my high school that had a crazy fast car, and her dad was one incredible mechanic. And that girl was a decent wrench turner as well. And everybody feared her more than anybody yes. else. Because if you got beat by her, you got beat by a girl. Uh, well, for, for, for me, like I never, I never got into it. My, my parents supported anything that I wanted to do or that my sister and brother wanted to do. H however, they really like discouraged us from racing. And so, um, you know, I, I, I had talks with my dad about it and, and he's just like, I just, and it, racing wasn't as safe back in the day. Not that it's safe, but it's a lot less dangerous these days. But, right, right. but back in the day, like he was borderline wearing a helmet or a seatbelt, you know? And so he, he was just discouraging me. Um, it was like opposite of John Force. But I, but he encouraged me to like love cars and to be in the garage and to get my hands dirty and, and to, and to like, yeah. not, you know, I, I wasn't a girly girl. I was a total tomboy. And so, um, so I, but I love that. I love that path, but I was always out enjoying the races and supporting my dad. And, and, um, and we were always like wearing his racing number. And like, so I, I've grown up an enthusiast that's in my blood and, and here I am. Yeah. Well, you kind of started your own path, right? You went marketing. You went to what? Uh, Florida State, right? Florida State, baby. 
Yes. Yeah, and then somehow you came back around to the car thing. So it wasn't a direct shot, Ooh. but it was like it wouldn't let you go. It, it just, you know, or something gravitational pull, you know, tractor beam kind of sucked you back. I mean, was that kind of surprising in a way or was that exciting in a way? It was totally exciting. And it's like once you get that bug, it never goes away. Um, So I, I, I wanted an education. So I went to FSU. I had a blast. And then um, after getting an education and, and working for for, for a bit in corporate America, um, I was just like, man, I, I, I want to pursue some different dreams. And I wanted to get back into um, doing host a TV hosting of Nervin and Actress. And, and so I, I, um, I got the lead in a TV pilot and um, that it was a golf show. It was a, a golf a spoof on golf game show. And that brought me to Los Angeles. And then like soon into my, well, it's not true that it was soon. It was a cut, like two years in, I, I was working in four restaurants simultaneously to pay my bills. I, I, I didn't take any money from my father. I didn't take any money from any, anybody period. <sighs> and I just worked my butt off to be able to forge a path in Hollywood. And, um, and my agent called me one day and said, how much do you know about cars? And I was like, well, even though I don't know a good bit, I certainly don't know everything, but I'm like everything. And so I got this audition because he was like, they don't want to see anybody who doesn't like really know cars. And so I went online and I studied everything I didn't know. And I just read and read and read for like two days straight, all about chip boost, um, all about car fabrication and engine mechanics. <laughs> She's like in the fifth element, you know, where <laughs> yes. that girl is like flipping through the internet and learning everything. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Absolutely. I was just like a sponge. And then I, I went into the auditions and I guess they were blown away by my car knowledge. And originally the female role on Over Holland wasn't supposed to be such a big role. It was going to be like Pam Anderson on Tool Time where I would pop in and hand ship who's a wrench. <laughs> I'd hand uh, Kevin Bird a power tool. <laughs> and so suddenly they were like, well, maybe we should make her a bigger position on the show. And so that that's what started my path in automotive TV. And then it just kept going from there to Power Block, Power Nation, and um, many other things along the way, and some non-automotive things, and work with NASCAR. Um, and now I'm producing on the other side of the camera. But <laughs> yeah, what a what an awesome ride! And and it was cool for me because I was kind of there on your first step, right? Because that was kind of my first step out of just pure engineering, getting into television was the pilot of Overhauling. And uh, you know, something you might not have picked up on. Uh, you know, I remember Bud Brutzman yeah. was the producer, right? He was kind of recruiting me to fly out to California with a bunch of people I didn't know, throw us all in a, a garage with no plan and say, here, what can you do yeah. in a week? And, uh, you know, the whole time I'm coming out, he's like, bird, bird, I got the most awesome host. Wait till you meet her. Dude, she is so cool. Like there was nobody better in the whole entire universe. You're going to love her. She's perfect. She knows everything about cars. Oh, blah, 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 and damn straight. He wasn't lying. And it worked out phenomenal. And look, here you are today. Right? Oh, I... Hey, uh, hey, hold on, you guys. You got to ask me. Ask me. Where was I when I got the TV invite? Go yeah, ahead. I want to know. Quick. I want to know. Where were you? All right. Go ahead. Bird, <laughs> ask me. Ask me. Up. Hey, 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 what? Willie. Yes. Yo. Yo, where were you there? With where that? were you? Where were you? Where were you when that TV thing came around? I was at the drag strip, cause no lie, I was racing my car, yes. and I got asked about it. True nice. story. <laughs> so it's interesting the past that have led us, you know, even today to to be together, which is really cool. And now that you're, you know, you're on the other side of it, right? Now you're producing. 
now you know is that probably empowering is probably cool and it's probably great for you to know what that vision is and be able to create it you know and and watch it come to fruition yes it's it, it's a lot of work but it's also really exciting along the way i watched bud and the other producers i've worked with and and um I've, I've always found the process so fascinating and um, and and I, I, it was my dream to get into producing and to create concepts that I believe in or that I want to share with the with the viewers. And so the, the show I'm doing now was a lifelong dream and I'm so excited about it. But man, it is intense. It is a grind. And I'm working every minute of every day and night and it's 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 a lot. It always sounds so great. Like, oh, man, I'm going to make that leap. I'm going to be the producer. I'm going to be the boss. But if you think about working at a restaurant, how hard it is to work at the restaurant. When you own a restaurant, it's great because you have all the freedom in the world to schedule your own 80 hours a week, right? You yeah. just all this freedom to work, you know, <laughs> seven days a week and just kill yourself. And it's not all that's cracked up to be. But not. once you get on top of it, you know, once you become, you know, an experienced king or queen on the throne, uh, it's gotta be great. And you, you have got like several years of experience now in there and you've got so many behind you, you know, on both sides of that camera. So this is really cool to watch, uh, just you grow and, and blossom and, you know, conquer the world. Is it automotive base? Is it automotive base? Oh, yes, it is. So, so the first show that I produced was with Troy Ladd. Um, you guys know Troy, Hollywood Hot yeah. Rods. And yeah, we um, had him on a little while ago. Yes. Oh, cool. And and yeah, of course, he's he's legendary. And we had um, the, the show was called the the ride that got away, and we would reunite deserving people with their dream cars, and we shot it in California. Ooh. We had this awesome team, and it was a blast. Um, and we did oh. six six uh, one hour episodes, and then now I'm doing another series. It's called Ride of Your Life, and I'm working with Will Posey of Big Oak Garage, who is absolutely incredible, one of the greatest talents out there. And um, and we've assembled a team in Georgia, and um, and it, it brings me closer to Florida because because I have to be in Florida for a good part of the year, and there are also amazing tax credits in Georgia. <laughs> so, yeah, there is. Um, so there we are and we're doing 12 one hour episodes and uh we're about 90 percent through the season and it's 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 been an intense road but in a good way i mean it's just a lot of work there's a and and especially with this year of covid it's been really tough to get the product that we need on time yeah and there's product delays and and shipping delays we're and seeing that with every you know across the board with all these industry people we talk to and speak with they're all Everything's backed up, jammed up, behind, you know, back ordered and so forth. So consider yourself lucky if you're getting anything. I, I do want to say that concept about, you know, reuniting with your car. I, man, what a great concept because I, uh, I just bought back a car I sold a, a couple years ago uh, when my daughter was born. Uh, and it just so happened a weird turn of events really? came up. Yeah, I, I, built, I built from the ground up a Hemi Dodge Charger uh real cool unique car and and i built it from the ground up and i sold it at a mecham auction and and i i kept the money because I, I wasn't sure what to put it in and long story it, you know it popped back up in my life and a, an opportunity to get it so i brought it back home and now i'm just going to give that to my daughter uh as her like you know 20th birthday gift and i i got a four speed 68 charge rt i'm gonna give my son and be like all right there you go you guys got some charges so it's just kind of cool to be able to, to do that and it it was really cool to get that car back man i felt like like i was missing something when i sold it and 
to be able to bring those back into you, into those yes. people's lives is is really yes. fascinating, and it's crazy the connection you can have with a car. It's absolutely yeah, totally unbelievable the connection you could have with an animate piece of steel machinery. But God, it does create something in your heart, in your gut, in your mind. There's endorphins, you know. There's you know all the good yes. stuff released in your mind. The serotonin just laces you up. You're just like. I got it back. I can't believe it. Yes. You know? So yeah, totally. It's, it's like, it's, they're, they're like children when we really are that passionate about our cars and love them so much. I mean, it's like another child in our life. And so in this case, we're, we're reuniting deserving people with their dream ride, but we make it into a work of art first and then give it to them. Fantastic. Well, what a double, what a double whammy, man. Let's hear some more about this. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get more about, you know, we've talked a lot about the past. Uh, with Courtney, but now we are in the present and the future. So you guys stick around. We'll be right back. It's the Two Guys Garage podcast with Willie B and Kevin Bird. It is the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. He's the handsome one. Uh, I am Willie B. I'm the other one. And we have Courtney Hansen on the podcast as well. It's brought to you by our friends at carparts.com. If you have not tried this, it's easy, it's intuitive, simple app to navigate, use. Uh, hop online, check them out, carparts.com. And where does it drop the parts, Kev? I think you know this, right? Right to your door. <laughs> uh, yes. Your bathroom door? Not so much. Your front door, probably. Um, Wherever you tell them. Wherever you tell them, man. It's your choice, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Just put a little note in there. Yep. Uh, hey, now, Courtney, I, I got to ask, with some of these new project shows uh, and concepts, uh, how does it feel for you being a producer, but also kind of you're going to see the whole thing from 10,000 feet? And, you know, from it's the time it's a baby and infant to the time it's it's all cut and all the tape has hit the floor, you're going to watch this this vision kind of grow into reality. Is is that pretty cool for you And in that regard, and, and how, how does that feel? It's a lot of responsibility, right? Oh, it, it feels really, really cool and gratifying, but it's a tremendous amount of responsibility. And um, I, there, there actually aren't even words for it. I mean, it's like so much to juggle with sponsors and product and making sure we have the parts on time. And then there's COVID delays and 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 things just aren't available. And, and then we've got a build team of people and we need to keep them happy. And it's a ton of work. And <laughs> you guys know what these days are. Does, does it give you a little different perspective, you know, for being on the overhauling days, you and Kev? <laughs> do, you, do you look at it through a, through a, a little different or more understanding lens now? Totally. I have a whole new respect <laughs> and every producer out out there i have a whole new level of respect and i just wow I, it's it's a lot but it's it's so again gratifying and like it's all coming together and we're almost done with this season of ride of your life and again we're re reuniting deserving people who veterans and people who give back to their communities and make the world a better place we're reuniting them with their long last dream cars that they had to sell when they came on hard times can you give us a, a hint as to some of the cars you're you guys are doing on the show? Yeah, just just a little hint. We won't tell anyone. We promise. <laughs> It'll just well, stay right here in this little circle. I guess four of them are going to SEMA, and we're we're building a bit of everything. Um, all the, the the quintessential American classics that we love. We're throwing in some from Europe, and um, you know, trucks and cars and and uh, I'll well, I, I can't. I don't know if I can divulge the cars, but. <laughs> But we're building a bit of everything, and and I I, I think you guys will really appreciate it because um, old school, new school, Chevy, Ford, Mopar. Um, Chevy, Ford, Mopar for sure. 
Um, we were do, we d- did a B- uh, we did a VW this season, um, and just uh, everything's cool. And each ride is completely different. I, I know I know one of them, and I know what's going in it, but I won't I won't <laughs> say. I'll, I'll let you. Okay, it's a secret. I think that's a secret. <laughs> How y'all gonna have a secret, yeah. man? Mr. Spade, Damn. Mr. Spade sent me a little, you know, private picture. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yes, it's going to be cool. really cool. It's a big challenge. That build is a huge challenge, but we're doing it and it's going to be special. And uh, I can't wait to share it with you guys. Yeah, we're, we're just building a bit of everything, you know, and and, and that's how we keep it fun and um, diverse. And and so every viewer tune, tuning in will get to see something that they'll appreciate. And um, and we have a lot of fun doing it, too. How do you find how do you find the owners? Like, how do you find the owner and then get the story and then, you know find the car. I mean, that's got to be tough to piece all those things together, right? You need like Sherlock right. Holmes to track <laughs> the stuff down, right? It's a lot because we don't want to do, you know, too many Chevys or too many Fords. We, we want to really mix it up and we, we don't want to do all trucks, but we also don't want to do all muscle cars. So we have all these different criteria to keep it um, unique each week. And the way we find the stories is through actual like casting calls. And um, and then we do background checks on the people to make sure that th- this is the real deal. Um, but we're, we're building each vehicle or we've built actually because we're almost done with the season. Um, each vehicle for a very deserving person who gives back and makes the world a better place and they had to part with that beloved ride like you were talking about Willie when they came on hard times and um and you know financial hardship health issues and all of those heartbreaking things and um and so we we make that ride into what they <clears throat> always dreamed of and we give it to them in a surprise reveal and it's really cool oh man that's too too awesome now when uh when might be finding the details here that we can't really talk about <laughs> when when are we thinking like Sometime later this year. No, I, I would say summer. Like we're, we, because we've been we've been in this Ooh. for a while now. Like we had we had many uh, shutdowns due to COVID, so we've been at it for almost a year. And um, okay. And we hope to be able to have it edited and share it with you this summer. Fantastic! Oh man, that's gonna be exciting. Another great show. I mean, this is Willie talked about with his ride. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's a concept that we can all wrap our brain around. You know, any car person isn't really a car person if they haven't fallen in love with a car. Now, unfortunately for me, I haven't had very many good cars. So <laughs> most of the ones I got away were like, whatever, you know, but I can still have, you know, a few of those little moments. Uh, I can still dream like the rest of us of reconnecting with something totally awesome. What's your favorite car um, bird that you ever had? Oh, man. <clears throat> like I said, I haven't had, well, it's, it's all perspective, right? To somebody else, maybe my cars were great, but Probably my, you know, my M3 with the LS swap in it, the wide bodies. It, it's, you know, that that's the one I spent a lot of my life getting to, you know, building something at that level, right? On my own with no shop, with no real help, just doing it all. So that one will be one that I probably will always hang on to. And I've got a 65 Fastback that I'm just kind of getting started. That's going to be just as wild, if not even crazier than the M3 build. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be fun. So those two I'll probably keep forever. What about that BMW that you were driving on Power Tour? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. The BMW M3 with LS. Okay, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, because I remember that that's was the so one. cool. Oh, my God. Not going to let go of that one. It, it's a pretty bitchin' ride, so yeah. for sure. And how about you? Do you have a car that you uh, you know, either wish you'd owned or had and it's gone and you wish you had it back? I think there was a kind of a loop like that with you way back when with chip maybe yeah like well, maybe a camaro a 90 camaro yeah or my, something, my, or? My, you remember yeah my first car was a 90 iraq z 
And I loved that car. It was so fast. And my dad, I actually, I, I think I had it before I turned, like I got the car before I even turned 16. I was so excited about it. And my dad was still racing at that point. So, I mean, our family's all about <laughs> going fast and enjoying the ride. And so it was like this thing with my dad and I, like, I have to get that car. And it was a convertible and I was living in Florida. And there, there was a couple of times that like I could have been in, you know, an accident, <laughs> but we had so much fun. Well, yeah, It'd be a fun when, all of us. Like, I wouldn't mind getting it back. And like, like I have a 70 Camaro that's all original. And I think it, it's been a big debate whether I, I, I keep it original or have some fun modifying it. And I, I think I'm leaning towards keeping it original, but I would love to get my hands on a 90 I Roxy and like, just, I don't know, do something fun with it. Have some fun customizing it. Now I had an 82. So that was the first year of the third gen. That was my first car. And it, I modified everything. I mean, it had hood scoops and side pipes. Nice. It was pretty rednecky, but it was <laughs> at the time it was nasty and the biggest cam you could put in, and it was loud and it was fast. Um, now ninety, I'm trying to think, is that still a third gen, or did that go into the fourth gen? I think it's still a third gen. I think it's so still we a third in, gen. So we were in the same car. Yeah, we were in the same car. We were in the same car. Yeah. Now mine was mine was more just completely nasty. I call it my redneck science project. That's where I learned so much. Like I built so many different motors for it, different combinations of stuff, just learning and building. So it wasn't ever as pretty and sexy and eventually living in Florida with the salt air, it kind of rotted away. So because it rotted away, that's why I don't want that one back, but I could go for, you know, an IROC, you know, like they're coming around. People are really digging them. They're really missing them. So those values are shooting up and you're starting to see some cool builds, right? Yeah. We're looking at a couple of them for the show. You know, I, I don't want to tell too much because then we might give away like, you know, the people that we've chosen for the show, but, um, but, but we're looking, we're looking at a few of them and they're definitely coming back. They're definitely like classics now. And so, um, well, it's going to be fun, you know, to, uh, especially I still know what mine smelled like. I know every feature of it. I mean, yep. it, that was my life for so long. Uh, in that car, uh, you know, escaping the the parents and, you know, your first taste of freedom, you know, um, yes. I remember everything about that car, but now to see them be, let's say, rethought, redesigned, reimagined, you know, as, as builds, uh, yeah. that'll be kind of cool to watch. And, you know, I've seen a few of them, like uh, Troy Chapania, I think did a pretty, pretty nasty one. Uh, a couple couple years ago or pretty recently, uh, but it'll be neat to see those cars come back. Yeah, absolutely, and just like something fresh, you know. I love how how in our in in the automotive industry, it like it ebbs and flows, and 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 I would love to see these cars out there like tricked out and um. And so yeah, I think that's on my agenda now. That's going to be <laughs> one of the projects on my list. Well, I got and, a side question for you. Um, yes. You know. Back, I don't know how many years ago, uh, and I know it's been part of your your theme, like women in the automotive space. And we talked a little bit about how you know tough it might have been for you, um, you know, just dealing with being kind of the minority in this car guy space. But obviously, you've just kicked ass. Uh, but you had a book out, you know, several years ago, right? The Garage Girl Guide to Everything You Need to Know About Your Car. Yep. And, the- and I know you've done a lot of different things. I mean, is that still, you know, kind of part of your persona that you? You know, you, you want to draw other women into this space and make them feel comfortable and let them learn. Absolutely. And it, it makes me so happy to 
um, to hear that I was even a part of inspiring any woman out there. Um, and uh, that's absolutely my goal. Women and, and this, these younger generations, I wish that they loved cars as much as we do. I wish that they weren't all just about electronics. And, um, and I, I, I don't know, I still see so much passion among the younger generations, but I also uh, see more and more women joining this world and um, designing cars and working on cars and caring about the car shows and out at the car, out at the automotive events. And that makes me so happy. And so, heck yeah, I, I'm all about promoting other women and embracing other women. And even though I'm a tomboy, I'm a girl's girl. And I, and it just makes me very happy to see how women are taking over the automotive space. <laughs> well, it's cool. Cause you mentioned a couple of different fields um, and it's wide open. Uh, and I think there's been a lot of pioneers and there's just been a lot more exposure, let's say through television and stuff, right? Our sister show, All Girls Garage, I think has been a great, uh, a great sort of role model for a lot of young girls that can watch with their dads. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I think you had your place in helping to kind of pave that road a little bit. Uh, you know, at first you seem like to maybe the outsider, like, oh, it's just a girl host. But I mean, I'll vouch for, uh, you know, the first episode we did the pilot it was tough for everybody. You know, us builders were just thrown in a shop and you guys are thrown into a, a brand new hosting role. So the first one, you know, we had minimal interactions, but by the second or third episode, uh, I remember doing that, that fastback we talked about earlier. Um, you know, it must've been like episode three and that thing was all rotted. It was nasty. And we spent a couple, two, three days just gutting and cutting yeah. out rust and metal and grime. And, and here you are, you come in, uh, you know, the sexy host and you're like, bird, Give me a grinder. Show me what to do. Let me do this. Give me this tool. And you're helping to bolt the transmission on and all these things, you know, like yes. you, you really were inspired to be uh, a part of the team, you know, like, and it wasn't a, you know, I have to show these guys. It was more of just your enthusiasm shown through your passion shown through. And, you know, clearly you're not a mechanic and you don't no. choose to be right. But you are in the space in your own way, whether you're producing, hosting. And like you mentioned, whether you're a designer uh, whether you want to be a welder, fabricator, whether you want to be into marketing for cars, like it's just such a great space and it's cool to see, um, you know, you find your your place in it and, you know, for the next generation of girls really be that little bit of inspiration, right? Yeah, I, I love it. And and back to overhauling, like I loved learning from you guys, you know, Chip, uh, Fusa, obviously, and Troy Chipanier and, and you and, and Brian Fuller and like everyone who's a part of that show. I loved learning from you guys and you taught me so much. And, and I just enjoyed getting in there and helping with these builds and getting dirty. That Mustang episode, which is actually among my favorite, I cut off the front clip. Remember that yeah. with John Schultz and like, and it, because that thing was basically, it was a piece. It was a bit the car in half. Dang it. You cut the car <laughs> in half. We had to get a whole nother one and put it back on and weld it together. Yeah. Um, but I, it, it was so much fun. And I never have pretended to be a mechanic or a fabricator, but I will dive in and do a bit of everything. I've, I've welded several times and I love it all. And now it's really fun to bring it all together on the other side of the camera. And I'm still, I'm still, you know, hosting or being a character on the, on the shows, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, uh, but it, it's cool to be on the other side too, and to be able to be creative with that side and to, and, um, you know, bring it, bring an amazing team together and see these cars get built for worthy people. It's all just a blast. Let's pivot a little bit to, you know, what is next? What's in your dreams? Where do you think you might be headed? Right. You've already accomplished probably more than I would have dreamed of. And I don't know what you thought of 20 years ago where you would be, but 
what could be down the road? Well, so what's next is um, obviously Ride of Ride of Your Life is the name of the, the the series, the current series, and then the brand is Royal Garage, which stands for Ride of Your Life. I'm, people are like, you, you forgot the A in Royal. I'm like, no, we know how to spell it. Stands for Ride of Your Life. Um, and I, I really want to grow that brand. Like that, that's something that excites me. And um, um, I, and I've learned from some of the some of the big names out there who've done a good job of that. I'm like, I, I watch them, I ask them questions, and and like, I just think it would be really cool to to create something that like is recognized globally. And then I really want to produce other content. I have other automotive shows I want to produce, um, and I also want to produce things in other genres. Um, and you know, maybe some of them will just be straight commission sale shows or, or some will be time buys. Cause now I, I, I know how to do that as well. Um, I just, I'm up for the challenge of, of creating content and, um, and doing it in all genres, but my heart will always be with automotive and I will always be doing at least one automotive show on both sides. Awesome. Of so. Well, you did a travel show a couple of years ago, didn't yes, you? Yes, I've done shows about travel, and um, there's been something about food, and there's something about golf, and and um and and that's all. Like I I, I like to mix it up. Like I don't want to just be pigeonholed automotive, but again, it's my passion. It's where I came from, and it's where I'll always be going. All right, the many facets of Courtney Hansen. Uh, keep us posted. Right, we're gonna bring you back. Uh, but you guys check out hopefully this summer, maybe at the latest in the fall. Uh, ride of your life this is going to be a great series i think we can all get attached uh emotionally with our eyeballs like visually i'm sure it's going to be amazing builds uh i know some of the builders on and these guys rock they're the top of the top uh so it's going to be a great series man i'm looking forward to it and an hour gives you a lot of great content yes bird there's a lot of great content and it also makes you laugh like these guys are hysterical they're not only building cars from bumper to bumper and couple of them are in their 20s and and they've been doing this since they're four years old with their dads but they're also so funny i mean they're lighting fires in the garage they're blowing stuff up like if they think a car is a a piece and they want to just kind of start from scratch they light it on fire it it is it's hysterical and and we've got little man um, mike cook on the show and he's a riot and with a huge personality and so it's it's a show for everyone to watch and, and and i think even if you don't like totally love cars like we do i think you would appreciate the series too so i hope everybody will tune in oh we're gonna be looking forward to it so by all means uh stay in touch you guys check it out for uh for the summer, hopefully. And where can people find you socially? Where can they follow you? Um, so on, on Facebook, it's official Courtney Hansen. On Instagram, it's just my name, Courtney Hansen, and it's Hansen with an E. Um, and then on in, uh, Twitter, it's Courtney underscore, or it's Instagram, it's Courtney underscore. So, and, and now I'm getting on TikTok and Snapchat and all that stuff. I can't keep up. Well, we lost Willie's audio here a minute ago, so I'm going to close the show today. Courtney, was awesome having you on there. All you guys out there, you know where to find her, and you know where to find us. You know where our TV show is. We're on Motor Trend. Check your local listings. Episodes now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand. Again, thanks to our guest, Courtney Hansen. Can't wait to see the new show. Hosts, Kevin Bird and Willie B, producer Scoop, and our executive producer, Bob Ecker. Now, don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us. We're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage, the Two Guys Garage podcast. It's a copyright 2021 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Well, folks, 
That is it. We had a blast. One of these days, we'll figure out where Willie went. We'll bring him on to the next episode. <laughs> In the meantime, Courtney, have a great one. And I can't wait to catch you at SEMA or in the next car events, the power tour, you name it. Always a blast. Thanks so much, you guys, for having me on. All right. Take care. See you guys. Two Guys Garage Podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.